Somebody come get her, she's dancing like a stripper. Everyone, welcome back to Yay Bonnaroo. I am your host and producer, Michael Padilla. Along with me today, I have Katie. Hello, hello. We've got Kyle. How's it going, Rufam? And you know, we got a little George. Hey, that's me. <laughs> Very small. Thursday, March 12th, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. We hope you are well. We hope you are feeling good. Um, so let's not avoid the topic on everybody's mind. Obviously, a lot has gone on, not only in the world overall, but the festival as a whole. Um, the festival scene as a whole, I should say. Coronavirus is on everybody's mind, right? Really, just any event. Yeah. It's on, it's it's on, on somebody's mind. It's on everyone's everything. Yes. So... This is, I mean, Coachella's been pushed back. EDC has been pushed back. I was invited to a study group the other Mother day and they canceled it. <laughs> it's affecting all of us. George. It's affecting all of us. Ultra has been canceled. There's so many things. Buku was canceled. So many things have been either canceled or pushed back. And It's fucking sad. Right. So what we're going to do here is until we get information otherwise about Bonnaroo itself, we are going to carry on business as usual. We want to... Uh, maintain the positivity that that hopefully Bonnaroo will be able to uh, still go on and yeah. that we can keep it going. Operate under the assumption that the best weekend of our entire year is still going to happen. Of course. One hundred slow P. the curve. And, <laughs> and something that we've talked about just amongst ourselves, um, you know, if, if Bonnaroo is your real escape for the year and you're just one of those people who that's your vacation, plan something else just in case. Now, we're rating positivity and having the idea that Bonnaroo will go on as planned. Hopefully we're all, you know, we all have that that uh, mentality right now, but just kind of get those thoughts together because if you do need that kind of vacation in that time, use those days wisely and still do something great to help your year um, and hopefully avoid some of this craziness that's going on. Um, so as I said, a lot of negativity around all this that's going on and we are not about that. Bonnaroo is all about radiating positivity and Bonnaroo is all about um, maintaining that mentality, not only um, at the festival, before the festival, but long after, even into the depths of March as we are quickly approaching and with only months away before we get to the festival. So a few weeks ago, we broke down the code and we got to prepare thyself. This week, we are breaking down a part of the code that is radiate positivity. Now, this is probably the most straightforward part of the code. I feel like it's the most quintessential Bonnaroo part of the code. Like it probably was the first one, right? It is. And it was probably one that we were going to save for later, but given all that's going on right now, now is the perfect time to just remind everyone why we go to Bonnaroo other than music and other than friends. It's the energy. It's the vibe. It is the positivity and all that. So Katie, I will hand it over to you. What does the code radiate positivity mean to you? I think right now, above everything, it is just important to like be excited and like expect it to happen. And if it doesn't happen, to be okay with whatever they come up with. Because right now, nothing that happens is in our control. Right on. Like as a as a population, like 
we all want all of these things to happen. And obviously it's not the safest thing for the public. True. And the only and we can't be, ex we can't be upset about it. And yeah. you know what, if it happens, whatever, if it doesn't, we'll move forward. And whenever they decide to reschedule it and do whatever, like we just need to be okay with it. Yeah. The only thing that's in our control is our own reaction to this. Exactly. Exactly. Kyle, what about uh, radiate positivity? Maybe not about this situation, but just as a whole, whether it's Bonnaroo or, or not. Yeah, Katie made a good point. Can't worry about what you can't control. Mm -hmm. Just got to sit and wait. So I think Bonnaroo is going to go on as planned. Actually not too worried about it. It's um, like, it's just like it's far enough away from this point in yeah. March seeing to where I think other, we'll be okay. Yeah, like seeing other institutions step up. Like I mean, this is kind of off topic, but like the NCAA canceling everything. That is a really a, big deal. A huge portion of their revenue. Yeah. The NCAA gets basically no money from football. People mm -hmm. don't understand that. They don't yeah. get money from football. They get money from the, the March Madness. That's mm -hmm. it. They just canceled it. It's mm -hmm. like two weeks of So like year. seeing some actual leadership from those people, even if it's not coming from our federal government, right? they're actually like taking the steps to kind of flatten this curve and keep this from becoming a huge, huge issue. Um, so I think by June we'll be okay. So uh, I guess on that topic, my radiate positivity would be just plan on this happening. I think it's going to happen. Right. Um, but at Bonnaroo, I've tried to, I mean, I try to explain this to people whenever they ask me about it, that it is the happiest place on earth. Mm -hmm. It's the happiest four days out of the year. Mm -hmm. I go there. I don't have any <laughs> conflicts with anybody. I've mm -hmm. said it before. Mm -hmm. I've been six years and I've never seen a fight. Mm. That's definitely an environment where you could, I mean, there's basically no law enforcement around Absolutely. i mean there's a yeah. few cops outside of center but i mean there's every opportunity to act like a hooligan if you want to sure and people don't and it's a testament to adhering to a social code mm -hmm. that everyone does and it's probably one of my favorite parts about the festival absolutely um when i think about reading in positivity and not escalating any situation that it could ever happen between two people um, I think that that's something that everybody needs to like really hold on to. Um, it takes me back to like a moment that I had during a show where everybody was like kind of jumping around and like I jumped up with both my arms up and I came back down and I really hit this guy hard with my elbow on his head and like he was kind of like, oh, you know, disoriented a little bit. But like he was, I think in real life, something like that would have been like a, hey, like what's going on? Like, you know, would have been like a, a situation that might escalate, mm -hmm. might have been something, not a fight. I mean, like, I would never escalate into a fight, but he just like looked at me and was like, Hey man, it's okay. I understand you, you know, and yeah. just really trying to hold that near and dear to your heart, trying to understand everybody's situation and really not ever trying to do something to anybody else just keeps that like mutual trust there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so in these show notes here, we have, you know, personal space, um, watch out for one another, don't escalate any situation, things like that, which is kind of pretty much what you just touched on. But I'll give an example for me is, uh, you know, you become a member of a family of 80,000 other people when you're, when you're at Bonnaroo. Um, I, at one point was having a, a bad experience at a show and had to go back to camp and Kyle and George, you know, came to my rescue and scooped me up and as we're dragging, I, we were only a few rows back from the front of the other. And this was the first year of the other. So it was packed and it was on Thursday night. And we were. You just got dehydrated. I got dehydrated. Like, I was like, hot. You just looked yeah. really bad. Yeah. You're fine. You I was hot. I had my hoodie on as we discussed last week. And um, I just, I, yeah, I overheated and I just 
like dropped. Now I wasn't unconscious at any point. I didn't like pass out or black out you or just anything. Didn't have your legs underneath you. Yeah, I just got hot, yeah. and I the second that happened, it was like there was like a dance circle going on. Almost people opened up so quickly. People saw that you needed help and they spread out. Everyone spread out, gave me air and like a hundred little noodles were in my face. Like have some water, have some water. Everyone just like here, have some water, have some water, have some water. And then on our way out of the other, as I said, really deep, um, just the, the seas parted and there was just a clear lane for us to walk right out, which was really great. And people like, when you do that, they're giving you high fives. They're like, Oh, yeah, you're hey, have like a good pats time. Like stay strong body. Yeah. Like, you're big, like just amazing energy yeah. from everybody. And Kyle and I were taking you. Oh, sorry. The other example I was going to give from the past couple of years, we've had totems with mm. balloons on the end with six and nine balloons <laughs> yeah. with glitter on them. Yeah. And we've like kind of had a little crowd enforcement policy of like, if someone's a jerk and like shoves us out of the way to come past us, we wait till there are a few rows of people in front of us. And then we reach over with the totem and boop them on the head with a balloon and get glitter all over them. And like, that's kind of what we've talked about is like, you don't escalate situations, but like when you do have a fam of 80,000 people, you Mm -hmm. just remind them that like, Hey, you're not supposed to act like this here. And this isn't me escalating it. It's just me like slightly inconveniencing you to remind (laughs) you to act differently here glitter law yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an amazing social experiment here because you know when we're, everybody's out there they do sort of abide by like slightly different norm rules oh yeah i mean we touched on this in the first episode kyle's big thing is it's the only place on earth where you're peer pressured to be nice to people yeah, yeah. it really is you know, and you, i'm reminded of that whenever we go to an electronic show here oh yeah like we love big wild <gasps> oh, so yeah. much and we've been to so but many good big wild crowd. shows in the last one we the went crowd. to that's exactly what I'm saying. The so last one bad. we went to was a nightmare yeah. here and in Kansas if, City. I don't know if it's just like we're old and we're like, we've been doing this for so long and all these 18-year-olds are like, ooh, yeah, let's fist pump to this. And we just like are in this crowd of awful people. But like, they're I pushing. Like, they're, I feel like we have found ourselves yeah. in like awful crowds and it's like not even a festival. And then we go to like giant 100,000 people festivals and we're like, this isn't even that bad. Yeah. 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 Because you're supposed to be nice. Exactly. Common courtesy. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what it is. I mean, if you can carry it throughout your everyday life, and I mean, that kind of bleeds into stay true rue a bit, you know, maintain that in your everyday life and keep that positivity and that, you know, just try to see the best of any situation it can be. I mean, again, we talked about this uh, in episode one where... You know, we were leading up to the festival and I kind of told everyone, oh, don't worry, we're getting in at the right time. We won't have much of a line, things like that. And then we did. And and I will say that was one of the times having to do with Bonnaroo where I was like, I don't know what to do. Like totally out of your control, though. Right. No, that's that's my thing is I, I, I felt like. I had such a negative outlook and being that close to Bonnaroo, I would hope that my, I would hope that I would have had a better, uh, Hey, uh, we mentality. still trust your judgment. Yeah. <laughs> well, just the, that's what I'm saying is like the positivity, given that negative, uh, that bad situation of like, Oh, the line is so long. We're going to have to wait in for six hours. We might not get in stuff like that where, you know, keep the pen, keep the positive, positive attitude and, and, uh, and you should be good. Um, it's a very important part of our, of our whole experience at Bonnaroo and there and not and everything. So 
radiate the positivity. We know a lot's going on, but try to keep it uh, positive and keep your wits about you and and uh, be smart, be safe. Wash your fucking hands. Wash <laughs> yeah. those. Wash your motherfucking hands. hands. Yeah, wash your hands. Be smart. All that. Um, and you know, hopefully, uh, we we all believe that we will see you in June. Um, let's get to our artist of the week, shall we? Artist of the week. All right. <laughs> it's the Yay Bonnaroo Artists of the Week. That's right. It's Artists of the Week. So <laughs> you might not be thrilled with this one, but. Again, as I just said, as we've been talking about, we're going to maintain a positive attitude about it. So our artists this week were King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard and J.I.D. Um, now, personally, when I'm in a situation of good news, bad news, I always prefer the bad news first to soften the blow uh, for the good news or backwards. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so, Katie, I'll give you the floor. We're going to start with King Gizzard. I think there's a slightly general consensus here about kg tl dub so um what uh what do you think about the kid giz and okay. whiz liz in all honesty first song i listened to i was like ah oh, yeah like i could vibe to this second song i listened to i was like all right this is a little scary a little weird i don't know how we get down to this kept listening to their music and i was like i was trying really hard to get into it and it just like it got to the point where I was like, the instrumentals are great. And then like the lead singer's voice was like, it was like kind of overwhelming. Mm. I don't know. Mm. In what way? Um, Like a like screamo way. Oh. And it's like, oh. it, that's not my thing. And like, I'm not going to like hate on anybody who's into that. And like, whatever. But I kept listening to more and I was like, oh, like parts of songs are good. And I could see it being like a good day set and like a good, like, I'm going to chill in the back and be like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of into this. But as far as like me being 100%, like, I'm going to go see this set. I want to be a part of it. I'm not in. I don't know. All right. Well, know. Kyle, what'd you think? I'm, or sorry, George, go ahead. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I figured that it's probably somebody's good music. You know, it's just, it's not mine and that's okay, you know? It's, uh, you know, keeping the whole radiate positivity idea going on. Um, yeah, I want to say that, you know, I can see how it would be enjoyable. It's just, you know, not necessarily my music. Mm. It is. I mean, you can tell that they're, like, musically talented for sure. And, like, yeah. the singer has a good voice for, you know, what we want. But um, Instrumentals? There. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. Vocals. I just, I can't, I can't, like, process it. I don't know. And with a band, that plays a big factor is that, like, you can sound as good as you want on the music but if you're you know i mean i don't know not necessarily voice, lyrics or lyrics but yeah you know it only goes so far yeah. when your instrumentals don't match to like the passion of your music okay yeah. okay yeah if i had to give a good example i hadn't like had put that together but if i had to give a good example of a show i saw recently that i thought was incredible and was not lyric centered mm. um black keys okay incredible yeah. sure and just like the quality of music coming out of two people playing instruments, like you could hardly, they did not have his mic turned up very loud. It was in a yeah. room venue. So like, you're not gonna be able to hear the lyrics that well, but you like could hardly hear him singing some of the songs, but the songs are still incredible. So I think that's a good opportunity to like, maybe this is a good 
going to be a good show. Mm-hmm. Just not going to be focused on the lyrics as much. Yeah. Um, and I thought this was a good opportunity because we talked earlier in the week. We we're like, I don't think any of us are super into this like we have been previous artists. Um, so I put into our Rue Snapchat group that's grown and grown and grown over yeah. the years. Um, and I was like, I think we're going to need some help on this one. Like, who's a fan of this band and why? And our friend Isabella chimed in that she was a fan and what she liked about them. And we were like, okay, well, are they really good lives? That kind of the thing. And she confirmed that, yeah, they are really fun live. Yeah. Uh, and that is going to maybe be one of those shows that's good for Rue that, you know, maybe I don't sit around and listen to them in my headphones all day long, but it's going to be a great experience. And I tried to think back because I was kind of embarrassed because I'm pretty sure on the last pod I said that they've been at Bonner's several, several times and I've just never seen them. And I had to go back to 2015 before I found that they were on a lineup sheet. Yeah. Uh, Whoops. It's been a while. Um, But I was thinking, and I tried to pull another artist from that year that was a good example. And it was kind of perfect because Ren Weaver was that same year. And that started an entire like meme for our Bonner group. Yeah. The Ren Weaver scale of an artist we did not know went to the show and were blown away by the performance. So, yeah, I mean, you say meme, but it became a it became a entire like measurement of how we think of performances at Bonnaroo and kind of concerts as a whole, in my opinion. Um, so the so Rin Weaver was this artist that nobody neither of us knew about. Right. At all. None of us knew about. And. We're wandering around Thursday afternoon. It's about sunset time and she's on the other stage way back when, when it was a stage and, or sorry, tent, the other tent. Um, and we, uh, we're like, oh sure, she's a singer. And we go up and she puts on one of the best performances I've seen live in my life. I mean, she was belting her heart out. You thought that like her life was on the line, the way that she was singing. She looks like she was going to burst a blood vessel. Like she was giving her all into the performance. And after that, I mean, so we walked in with zero expectations and received a 10 out of 10 performance. And therefore that was the Ren Weaver scale. So a good example that I always like to do is George, a few years ago, Drom or Dram, however you pronounce oh, this, gosh, yeah. hyped us up for Drom for months. He's going to be so good. He was listening to Drom. I was like listening to all of his music and I was like, oh it's yeah, fun. I can it's see fun. why this the would be. Fun. It is good. really fun. There's yeah. a really good energy to it. You could see how a whole crowd might buy it and like really have a good time at his show, right? He also kind of sucks though. Well, but we yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> we didn't know that until we get That's there. Weird. So we go to the show. We're all excited. We're like, oh, we're going to see Broccoli's going to be hype. We're going to see yeah. this song, this feature, all these Cha-cha. things. are gonna, yeah. Oh, he has like some legit bangers when you listen to them on Spotify. And then he just goes like limp dick R&B for the entire performance. And then like plays his own ex- instrumentals and like talks over them to the crowd. And he's like, I'm, I'm trying to get some Tennessee pussy. Yeah, Who's going to extremely vulgar. Yeah, right. Just talking about time. like how he's going to low key scary. Yeah. It was not a good performance really by any standards. So like if Rin Weaver is a 10 on that, we went in with zero Two? expectations and received a 10 performance in his expect in, in this ex- uh, example, we went in with like, you know, eight or nine or 10 expectations and honestly got like a one or less of a performance. So the Rin Weaver scale, that is the Rin Weaver that we, uh, that is the Rin Weaver scale that we have come up with. Um, But there is some positivity coming out of our artists of the week. J.I.D. 
um, who I think we all listen to yes. pretty thoroughly, definitely, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he's a hip hop artist that I talked about on honestly on pod one when we were talking about the lineup. I've been thrilled about him, so I made it a point to make him our artist of the week, so that you know we could discover him a little bit more. You guys can discover him a little bit more out there. And uh, I obviously thoroughly enjoyed it. So, Katie, what did you think about JID? Okay, so I'm gonna take it away. Not like the biggest R&B hip hop fan, um, but I am a huge J. Cole fan. So I started listening to his music and I was like, oh, vibing, whatever. He had this song with J. Cole and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm actually like very excited to see what his set is going to be like. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I love J. Cole. So I feel like him... He'll be a very improvising, similar... Improvising whatever he's going to do is going to be interesting no matter what time of day it's going to be. It could be a day set, night set, like mid-evening set. I think it's going to be very interesting. Sure. Mm. Um, I was talking to Michael earlier that I don't normally go for hip-hop sets at Rue unless mm-hmm. that's just kind of the only thing playing at that time and I do really want to go to it. But you bring up a good point with J. Cole that one thing that's cool about hip hop sets at Rue is that you have so many other artists there. It provides a lot of opportunities for kind of surprise appearances. Sure. And that was what J. Cole three years ago, we brought chance out on stage. Yeah. So you never oh, know who J. Yeah. might bring out. Um, but just listening to it, it was really good. I've kind of stopped listening to hip hop in the past couple years. Mm-hmm. A friend put me on to JID a couple years ago and I listened to a few songs. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is good. And never really followed up and just listening to this week. I was like, wow, this is really good. And the thing that it reminded me of, um, that I really hadn't heard in a long time was like sometimes his tone and his flow together sound like early Kendrick. Yes! Mm-hmm. Oh yes. my God. And I, I went, was listening to it early this week and I was like, oh my God, this sounds like Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> and I went and found it because I was like, this is reminding me of when you hear something, you're like, this reminds me of a specific song. Yes. And I was like, wow, this reminds me of the Look Out for Detox freestyle. That yeah. was the first Kendrick thing I ever heard. Boom, boom, boom. YouTube just... <laughs> Low-key punched me in the out. stomach. <laughs> that was nine years ago, wow. 2011, that oh. that freestyle came out when someone showed it to me at a high school party. Fucking need to listen to um, that. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it reminded me. I was like, wow, this was what I like loved about Kendrick when he first kind of came onto the scene, and that's what it, this kind of style reminds me of. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm happy I'm not alone on that because like the first time I heard him, I was like, oh, this is great, and then he came out. That's like, I heard the song with J Cole, and I was like, oh, wait this kind of sounds like Kendrick and like another song. I was like, he gets his shit. Like not his, like he's got a great flow. He he has a good flow. Mm, And like, I feel like his, like, I don't know. I feel like he might get it a little bit from Kendrick, but it's not a bad thing. It's not like he's like trying to copy him, but it's like, he's probably one of his idols. You know what I mean? George, what do you think? I will say this is um, one of those artists where I was listening to his music on Spotify and I was thinking about like how it would translate to a live show. And I think it'll be like very dependent on like a, the crowd and b how much love and effort and energy he puts into it. So if he's going to come off on stage and just, you know, like wrap his tracks over and just, you know, put on a baseline performance, I can see it like not really going that well and not really being that magnetic. But I think that also on the flip side of that, I'm, what I'm trying to say, this guy has like a wide range for how his show could go. Yeah. Um, and I think that if he does put like the full energy into like some of these tracks, he could really put together a set list that really, really whips up the crowd. And I'm excited to see that. Yeah. I So I, I just mentioned this. I'm really pumped for him. I think um, he's going to do one of two things. He's either going to have a 
awesome hip hop performance at Bonnaroo that we remember for years to come, or it's going to kind of be underwhelming. I don't necessarily see there being a middle ground Um, because his music is so, as we mentioned, flow heavy and so lyric heavy. A lot of hip hop artists can't keep up with that live doing a 60 minute set, or even if it's a 45 minute set, you know, you do your songs, you do your hits and this and that. And you know, you've all seen, well, prob- most of you have probably seen a hip hop show where the artist is, you know, saying every few lines as they're doing it. Kind of yeah. it in. And with, right. And, and with like breathing in the middle. Definitely. And with those kind like, of, <sighs> right. And with those kind of songs where he's going hard, like off D's and, you know, um, uh, Costa Rica and all these songs where he has these um, verses that are just so fast, so heavy, so lyric heavy. Um I see him either nailing it and like crushing it and being super exciting to watch and getting the crowd involved or it being one of those performances where he's just really relying on the track playing behind him. But either way I'm going like 100% agree with you. Like it's going to go one of two ways. Yeah. And I hope that it goes like the number one way where like people are like, holy shit. Did you see this guy? Did you listen to this? It was exactly like the track that I listened to. I'm really interested to wait for the, Full schedule to come out. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I think that yeah. is one thing that puts, kind of as you're referring to, it kind of, in my opinion, puts a strain on the hip-hop artist in that Tennessee sun. Sure. To perform for an hour oh, if yeah. it is hot. Because I think some of my, like, favorite hip-hop performances have been later at yeah. night. Like, those chance sets. Um, like you said, J. Cole was... Yeah, Saba I mean, last definitely. year was at night, and he killed it. And you're probably right. Part of that was probably because it wasn't, you know, 110 degrees outside. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The only op- the only one I can think of that really powered through was Denzel Curry, who has just oh yeah more energy than all of us put together. So that's kind of <laughs> what it takes. And Curry's and back this year, right? Denzel Curry's back and on Saturday. The last animal is Future, future yeah. artist of the week. We're going to have to... Yeah. Yeah. Denzel's got to be a focus at, at one of these pods. On the flip side, um, so like Jack Harlow, who was last year, some guy I listened to quite a bit leading up to the actual um, Bonnaroo. Um, I was listening to um, him and I was really excited to see his show. And then he did the exact opposite of what we're talking about, like the, the boomer bust that we're talking about. He busted for sure. It was very <laughs> like he had to breathe a lot during his sets. He was like jumping around. Who so he exactly? Was like, I'm sorry. Dude, breathing Jack, is hard these days. Jack Harlow. It was like hot outside and he was like moving around a lot and he had a lot of like very wordy lines in his um, set and he was not able to get them all out and get through. He was just like, yeah, like on top of his tracks a lot and it really sucked. Kind of so disappointing It re- was really, really <laughs> disappointing and I just yeah. hope J.I.D. I really, really hope that J.I.D. doesn't go that way. And all honesty, I don't, He's like so new that I think he will keep it together enough. Hopefully. To not do that. Yeah. Give him a night. I don't know. New artists, I feel like they will like try their hardest to not do like the. (gasps) Well, to your point, Kyle, like uh, not only do artists play more night shows because there are more night shows now. Last year, what was the latest show that was scheduled? Like 2 a.m.? 2 a.m., yeah. That's late. (laughs) And that's, it's been dark for a while. And it's awesome, honestly. And I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, I mean, not necessarily whether the, whether they schedule this because of like health concerns, but you know, you have people all day out in the sun and going to seven or eight shows as opposed to going to them at night when it's a little cooler. That helps and also helps the artists. It's not as hot. The crowd isn't as hot. It's a little cooler. You get that breath of fresh air when you're, you know, when you're jumping up and down from the crowd and all things like that. Put your <laughs> arms up. That's right. So um, a lot to look forward to. Uh, JID and if you're a fan of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, we're not judging you. Just not our thing. We probably won't be at the show. The but thing is, 
if there's no conflicts, I'm definitely going to check it out. Cause like my friends were like, Oh, it's a live set you have to see. And there's a lot of artists that I like never understood it. And sure. then I saw it live and I was like, Holy shit. I understand. There are certain yes. people that you have to see live before understanding what they're actually about. So I'm not actually hating on King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. Yeah, nobody's yeah. doing that. Nobody's you hating love on them, them. You love them. I might love them next summer too. Sure. Not hating. Yeah, I was going to say, once this goes up on, on the gram, leave a comment of what song. Sometimes it's really helpful because it's not, you know, the top five songs on Spotify that what I would recommend for a lot of my favorite bands. So like exactly. if this is what you're into... Tell us what we missed in the songs that we should. Yeah, check. sure. Yeah, that's yeah. a good Let point. Let us know. And I think we it's are like second song on Spotify. Yeah, we I are on. So we are on Instagram ones. and Twitter at yay underscore Bonnaroo. So you we can are. you can give us all that info if you have an opinion you think we missed a song or we missed an album or whatever we might have not uh, touched on with King Giz and the Liz Wiz. Um, and if you're a big JID fan, let us know. If you think there's an artist that we also need to see at Bonnaroo, let us know. Um, we're going to move on to our artists of the week for this following week. Um, somebody you're probably aware of, Vampire Weekend is our quote-unquote headliner. <laughs> and then LS Dream is going to be our undercard for Sunday. Yes. So I am completely unaware of LS Dream. I've just been informed that that's our undercard performer. That'll be fun. So that's who I'm going to dive into this week. I'm slightly familiar with Vampire Weekend, but I need to do a refresher for me. Um, I absolutely do as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then LS Dream is, you know, I don't even know. Is it electronic? It is electronic. It's yeah. Like trippy. Yeah. They're, well, they're, vibes. they're like electro vibes. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'll be good. Well, then, I mean, that's exciting. Something to look forward to. Um, Katie, do you have anything for the people? Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like every week I'm like, I don't yeah, fucking yeah. know. Yeah. Kyle, anything for the people? I'm just so excited for next week. This uh, discussing Vampire Weekend on a podcast is 10 years in the making. Hell yeah. <laughs> Kyle's been waiting for this moment for years. <laughs> George, is there anything for the people? Um, Yeah, on that Yay Bonnaroo uh, Instagram, leave us that comment. Let us know what type of artist you want to see next. Um, Yeah, just that. If you, if you don't know, Comment George is like. George is running our... Uh, Who? No, me? <laughs> George is running our social media at Ye Bonnaroo on Instagram. Um, and he's doing a great job seeing all those videos oh, and getting yeah. all those followers. So, yeah, absolutely. Casey experience really paying off. <laughs> hey, hey, we don't talk about that. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If there's anything you think of and you want to contact us about, at Ye underscore Bonnaroo. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Michael Padilla from Yay Studios. Don't forget, Yay Bonnaroo. Somebody come get her, she dancing like a stripper. Somebody come get her, she dancing like a stripper.